plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and happy first day of spring. I hope that it is feeling like spring by you. We had incredible rainstorms this morning here in Northern California, and I imagine they had snow in the mountains. And at this time in the afternoon at 4 p.m. Pacific, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and it does feel like spring. So what a crazy time it is. But in any case, we are going to awaken spring today. And we will be uh, talking about how to get into the garden, which I have been in the last couple of days when it was shining and sunny just to get ready for the rain and uh, tell you what you can do in your garden now that spring has sprung. Also, we will be talking about flex time and how workers today covet more flexible time to spend with their families and perform other tasks. And if you are a nine to fiver and it doesn't really allow for that in your schedule, maybe you can look for some ways. So we'll talk about that in segment three in our um our segment our second segment we're going to talk about the difference between being alone and being lonely because there are very proven benefits to spending time by yourself so if you really want to learn how to thrive you need to learn how to live with yourself and do all the fun things or do nothing when you are alone Well, the Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, and you can visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. I want to give a big shout out to Morgan James Publishing and David Hancock, David Hancock, the founder of Morgan James, because they have just made it possible for Be The Star You Are to ship 300 books of Be The Star You Are for teens to the survivors and the youth of the Paradise Campfire in California so thank you David and thank you Morgan James Publishing if you're interested in getting a book published you can go to morganjamespublishing.com and again check out uh, bethestarur.org a couple of announcements coming up and that is the Moraga Community Fair and Classic Car Show will be transpiring on May 11th. Be The Star You Are is now looking for sponsors. And what we're going to be doing with sponsorships this year is all money towards sponsorships is going to be going to our Operation Disaster Relief because, as we all know, climate change is a happening. And with that, more terrible disasters are happening around the country and, of course, around the world. When Be The Star You Are is committed to helping the floods and fires and volcanoes, uh, 
whatever happens, the hurricanes, you know, the tornadoes right here in America. So if you make a donation, be the star you are.org, or you decide that you would like to sponsor any of our events, that money is going to be going towards disaster relief so that we can act rapidly when a tragedy happens. So thank you in advance for helping. Again, be the star you are.org. And the miracle moment is from Jenny Jerome Churchill. Treat your friends as you do your pictures and place them in their best light. (laughs) I like that one because I look around my office right now where I am broadcasting in uh, my studio and I have lots of pictures of friends and family and they're all very much highlighted and it's interesting how you know, you pic- the pictures kind of seem to grow, even though we're doing things online more. I still like to have framed pictures of my favorite people. So when you do treat your, um, your friends as you do your photos, I think that everyone will be happy. Jack London said, The ghostly winter silences have given way to the great spring murmur of awakening life. Well, for me... <laughs> It all began when uh, about mm, a week ago, I witnessed the new growth on furling on one of my loquat trees, and the leaves were this mesmerizing bright green. It's like the color of lime with a hint of sunshine in it. And then, oh my gosh, I thought sunshine. I had longed for warm, sun-drenched days because the darkness, the cold, the wet of winter was really beginning to unravel me. I am just not a winter person, and I really need the sunshine. Well, the rains throughout this winter, although they're very welcome here and necessary in California, have been absolutely torrential. The creeks are full and they're raging. If only we could save this HTO because we need to quench the summer-thirsty landscapes as well as keep our water bills a bit at bay. The hillsides here are carpets with um, they're just beautiful emerald grasses. And actually, I heard yesterday on uh, NPR about the super bloom in uh, Lake Elsinore in Southern California, where it's the first time in over 40 years that they have just seen all the entire hillsides and uh, just dales completely filled with poppies and other yellow colors. Evidently, this past Sunday, over 100,000 people descended on this tiny town called Elsinore. It's actually where I learned to skydive. And they were just trying to take pictures of just thousands and thousands and thousands of poppies. So for me, the only hint of salvation were the happy stalks of the daffodils that I've been seeing. They're everywhere here. They seem to be singing to the sky, and I hope that they continue. And I wanted to bottle a bit of their luminosity and and that beautiful color of the loquat leaves. And I didn't know quite how to do it, so I did what I thought was the next best thing. I painted my fingernails the exact color. Now, of course, a lot of people have said it's an odd choice, but I was really hell-bent on awakening spring. And if you want to see the color of my nails, you can go to uh, my blog at CynthiaBryan.com where an article that I wrote on spring is there, and there's a picture of me with these I don't know what color, if they're lime green or olive green, but it's kind of interesting, but it's the exact color of the loquat leaves. I was so lucky to find it. So what was funny about painting my nails is 
it had been pouring rain. And then the next day, the weather report suggested that for the next week, we were going to bask in sunshine. And of course, I took it as a sign that my earthy polish had summoned the gods of rebirth. And as as if on cue, terra firma has erupted in a procession of power plants. Besides the Narcissi and the Virginia that have been blooming successfully, Uh, Since January, we are now witnessing here in Northern California, muscari and tulip and hyacinth and ranuncula and anemone and oxalis and calla lily and azaleas and freesias and Chinese fringe, blue star grass, and of course, uh, one of my very favorite and a very overlooked specimen, hellebores. They started joining this parade. Now, you probably are saying, well, what are hellebores? Well, hellebores, they are a deer-resistant low-maintenance perennial that stirs with blooms. I mean, they're actually sepals that are protecting the flower, and they bloom before any other plant. Now, they're known as the Lenten Rose, and they prefer a partial shade. They're evergreen, and their flowers are January through May, so they bloom a really long time. If you plant them on a slope, you're going to be able to see the flowers more easily because their stems face downwards and so if they're on a slope you're going to be looking up at the flowers the hybrids come in all kinds of shades ivory jade maroon pink yellow speckled and even some fringe combinations now as spring is here and the soil begins to warm the daylight hours are growing longer it is time to prepare your garden for seeding and weeding and hoeing and adding some rich soil now, this year, I chose some packets from Renee's garden, and I've already jotted down when each of the seeds have to be planted. So on some of the seeds, I put March, then I put April or just spring, and then um, I started this last couple of days because it was sunny, and I got my beets, my leeks, my clarkia, my uh, cleom, and let's see, columbine all planted. Oh, and Swiss chard. And then in April, I'm going to add dwarf dahlias. Um, Brussels sprouts, I'm going to wait until summer. Pumpkin seeds, I've been saving, and they'll be planted in late May. I know I've I've, uh, seen some people, especially on the social media sites, saying they've already planted their pumpkins, but it's a little early. So late May is better, and that's an uh, anticipation of Halloween and Thanksgiving. Now, if you want to carve pumpkins, you want to choose a really fun variety, like Warty Goblin or Supermoon. And if you want to... um, bake a delicious holiday pie the go-to favorite is called pick a pie it's p-i-k and then a pie pumpkins need a really large area to grow so it's really essential to plan now to give your cucabita um, the room to thrive now some small pumpkins they're going to need like a 12 foot area medium pumpkins are going to require 24 feet and giants want a 36 to 48 foot space per plant that is If you are thinking of including perennials that will attract butterflies, bees, bats, and birds, the good news is the National Pollinator Garden Network announced it has surpassed its goal of registering 1 million pollinator gardens in just three years. 1,040,000 gardens were registered by the Million Pollinator Garden Challenge. That's really amazing. So from tiny yards to public gardens, the million-plus gardens add up to a network of approximately 5 million acres of enhanced or new pollinator habitat. 
So you could offer a buffet with a diverse array of flowers, herbs, colors, fragrances, sizes, and shapes that are going to encourage these garden guards to visit and to stay. Something else that's blooming right now, adding a lot of beauty and structure to the landscape, is the elegant tulip. Uh, we call it a tulip tree, but it's Sulingenia. And it, this is the time that if you want to plant one of these beautiful trees, th- that you could go to your local nursery and see the different colors and what the blooms look like. Because they do have, they, some of them are really a deep pink, some are almost white, uh, some are a pink and white or just sort of a blush color. And so if you're not knowing what I'm talking about, if you're driving around a neighborhood and you see a tree that looks like it is just filled with tulip blooms and it doesn't have leaves or many leaves on it, that is this tulip tree. It's in the magnolia family and they just bloom once a year. And some of them, you know, have some small blooms throughout the year, but the major bloom is now. And so it is really, really beautiful. Other things that are blooming are the Santa Rosa plum and peach trees. They are radiantly blossoming, and they'll soon be forming flute, uh, fruit. And crab apple will follow shortly. In fact, mine just started yesterday. So I'm hoping that the rains don't knock off too many buds because I also noted that my cherry tree is blooming. The frogs are chirping. My neighbor's yard is so filled with frogs. It's I, I love the sound, but they are really loud. Birds are tweeting, and I have a lot of cows behind my house, and they are all mooing. It is springtime, so a lot of babies have been born. The orchestra of nature is waking up from its winter slumber, and for me, this is music to my ears, being the nature girl that I am. So it's time to polish your dancing shoes, or or maybe you want to just polish your nails, as I did, because the vernal equinox has arrived, and it has an equal balance of light and dark. So the season of spring has sprung, so we have to enjoy the moments. And here are a few mid-month reminders for you. You can create a a cutting garden for summer by planting delphinium, snapdragons, and sunflowers. You can fertilize your lawns now. This is also the second best time after fall to either install a new lawn or to refresh an old one. Now, if you're seeding, March and April are excellent times to scatter seed, and especially before a rain. And I always like to go out and fertilize and seed right before it rains. As I've said before, my favorite seed is pearlspremium.com, and you get almost a weed-free but a very lush green ground cover. Add to your planting list aeoniums and other succulents because they require minimal maintenance and minimal water. And, of course, hot months will be coming soon. Continue to pick up the fallen branches and the fallen blossoms of camellias. I know I am sounding like a broken record, but camellias have a really long blooming season, and the ones that drop will cause rot for next year's bloom. So don't stop picking them up, and don't add them to your compost or your recycle bins because they are diseased. And the other thing that really is my big bugaboo is stop mowing your lawns when the grass is wet or when it's raining because hearing that growl of lawnmowers when it's pouring outside, it just bubbles me, it bubbles my soul of my inner gardener, right? Because cutting grass when it's raining damages the grass blades. It also causes ruts and compaction. 
So inform your MoBlo and Go service providers to perform other tasks in inclement weather. They should know better, and they shouldn't be mowing anyway, but so many of them just, you know, this is what they do every week. A healthy green lawn is going to thank you for your restraint, so you just want to stop doing that. So when we come back from break, we will be talking about the difference between being alone and loneliness and how you need more alone time. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Don't go away. I will be back with you with more to come. Be the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling Well, talking about show business, here we are on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you for joining me. And if you're just coming in, my name is Cynthia Bryan. And this show is brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 charity dedicated to increasing literacy and positive media messages to empower women, families, and youth. You can visit Be the Star. R-U-R.org. So if you want to find more alone time without being lonely, there are some proven benefits to spending time by yourself. And you need to learn to give yourself a time out that feels restorative and not a punishment. Now, not everybody is like me. I kind of happen to be one of the rare people who really like spending time by myself. And I just find this just, it empowers me to be creative, to really to think, to get, um, to write, and to organize what I need to do and to get a lot done. But 
If, on the other hand, you're among those who would rather endure physical pain than spend time alone with your uh, thoughts, and this is actually true. In 2014, there was a uh, study published in the magazine Science where participants preferred to give themselves electric shocks rather than spend 6 to 15 minutes by themselves doing nothing. I found that so hard to believe because I love to be by myself. However, um, I guess we need to help you change your mind about solitude if you happen to fall into that court. Now, people who value their alone time are often accused of being antisocial, of being aloof, or just being plain old weird. But recent research has uncovered incredibly positive benefits of solo time. What the uh, studies are showing is that People feel rejuvenated when they are alone. And there was a 2017 study done at the University of Buffalo in New York that revealed that unsocial ability, which is defined as deliberately withdrawing from social situations and choosing to be alone, was linked to an increase in creativity. Now, those aren't the only benefits of alone time. Today, uh, people feel overloaded with you know, being connected to the grid and they've lost that ability to engage with themselves. So when you're alone, you can regain your center of gravity and you're actually forced to confront yourself and get to know who you really are. And you know what the payoff is? Solitude builds self-esteem, clarity, and empathy. And that's according to California State Polytechnic uh, University at Pomona. That's Cal Poly at Pomona. So what do you need to do? You have to reframe your mindset. While being alone has benefits, feeling lonely does not. So loneliness, a real or perceived feeling of social isolation, has been proven to be a risk factor for heart disease, stroke, and depression. And studies show it really you know, increases your levels of stress hormones, and also inflammation in your body. So loneliness typically refers to a dissatisfaction with personal relationships in terms of quality or quantity. And what's interesting is you can be lonely even in the midst of a crowd or even when you're with others. So being lonely and being alone are completely two different things. So it's the fear of loneliness that keeps many people from seeking solitude. But when you reframe the idea of solitude as something positive that you deserve, something that's going to help you grow as a person, it's so much easier to separate the two ideas. So aloneness is an opportunity rather than something that's painful or threatening. And generally speaking, From childhood, we're taught to avoid being alone at all costs. And I don't know why that is, because I wasn't taught that. Having grown up, being grown up, um, you know, growing up on a farm, you are, except for when you're with the animals or your immediate family, pretty much you are alone. And you're just really with nature, which I thought helped me grow and feel whole as a person from the inside out. I felt like very much in balance. And really happy with myself. And it's still like that uh, for me today, as well as with my uh, brothers and sisters. We all feel like that, whether we were on a tractor by ourselves. You know, you'd be hours and hours alone. And you just really had time with your thoughts. And you get to know yourself better. Now, it all sounds really positive. Yet, when so many people spend time alone, 
many people will end up taking a long and hard look at feelings and behaviors. And introspection is easier to avoid in the hustle of everyday life. So lots of people aren't able to appreciate their own company because people who don't tend towards solitude, they may be trying to escape and they're not holding themselves accountable for their actions towards others. And what I mean by that is Sometimes people don't want to be alone because they might be their own worst critic. Uh, it, it does sound heavy, and there is a lighter take because a critical component of having a healthy relationship with yourself is having some self-compassion for yourself. So people are really hard on themselves. You know, you feel bad about yourselves. You never feel that you're good enough, you're smart enough, you're, you know, rich enough, you're pretty enough, whatever it is. It's ever, you're, you're always inadequate. But when you go and let go of all that self-judgment, you kind of find that you enjoy your own company more. And that is really important to be able to carve out some solo time. Now, some days it may feel like it is impossible to squeeze anything into your schedule. I mean, sometimes it's hard to even get a bathroom break, much less time to find time to nurture your creativity and your self-esteem. But what experts are emphasizing is that each of us can find moments of solitude that best suit our lives. You don't have to say, okay, family, I'm going away on a retreat, you know, to Timbuktu and I'll be back in two months. That's not what I'm talking about. It can just be as simple as taking five minutes, ten minutes, and working up to having maybe an hour a week to yourself to do whatever you feel is best but to be alone. Now, um, sometimes, you know, what is what do people like to do? Well, it's really up to you. An international study on rest conducted by the BBC Radio and a group including researchers from Durham University in England found that the two top most restful activities cited by participants were reading and being in the natural environment, both excellent ways to spend time. And those are like two of my favorite things too. I mean, being a, a writer and being the executive director of a literacy charity and reading several books and magazines and all the things that you do a week, I find it enlightening, informative, encouraging, and just a wonderful way to pass time and to later feel like I have more information and more data and you know feel better about myself because I feel like I have learn something and when you feel you've learned something you can't help but you feel better about who you are the second thing being in a natural environment well i'm a huge advocate of going out in nature uh, and at all in all weather whether it's raining snowing you know whatever don't go out in typhoons obviously or floods but try to get out into nature every day because there's just something about the simplicity of nature and about how it's all organized that you do realize that we're all we're all one we're all part of a big uh, I don't know a, a big plan I don't know how quite to explain it but you know every day I try to take that 20 minutes to meditate outside in nature and yesterday those 20 minutes were constantly interrupted by very interesting things first of all I was sitting in my vegetable garden because I was planting my seeds for spring because I knew it was going to rain today. And um, 
I first I got all the seeds planted and I thought I just wanted to look around and all of a sudden I saw something moving and it was a very large black and white king snake slithering right past me didn't pay attention to me but it slithered right past me it kind of gave me a chill but at the same time I was excited because to see a um, this kind of king snake in my garden king snakes are the ones that keep rattlesnakes away so I was really happy about keeping the rattlesnakes away because I had a king snake there and then the next moment there was a lizard that was sunning itself on a rock it had no tail I observed it was a tiny lizard so lizards do grow their tails back but something had happened to its tail then there was this little colony of frogs that were chirping two white moths were flittering back and forth between um, my kale that which is the kale was like flowering. Then there were the bees and their honeybees that were attacking the rosemary herbs, probably making honey somewhere. I really, it would be great. I just don't want to have one more tour, but I know it would, I have so many bees in my garden. I could probably have some fresh honey from my garden if I decided to have hives, but I don't. And then, of course, as I was digging, there were so many worms in the soil. And all of this just made me really happy. And then I looked up. And the clouds were forming all kinds of, of shapes. And I don't know about you, but one of my favorite pastimes when I am alone is just to look at the sky and watch the clouds and see if I can see different people, animals, shapes, stories in the clouds. And of course, with the imagination that I have, there are always some kinds of excitement up there in the clouds. So in any case, I just encourage you to go outside. And, of course, then today it, I was going up to my barnyard to go feed the chickens and the geese and the ducks and the goats and the pigs. And it was sunny when I went out. And by the time I got to the barn, it was pouring. So it, just, it was like hailing. So I decided just to stay in the barn a little bit longer and play with the animals. And it just made me feel good for the day. So whatever you do, whether it's with, you know, a dog, a cat, an adopted pet, or just walking through a park or hugging a tree or whatever it is that you like to do in nature, get out there in nature and do it by yourself because open your eyes and see what's there. I think you'll really enjoy it. You don't have to be productive when you're alone. Remember that. And you don't have to meditate because just sometimes being alone and doing nothing could be the most beneficial. If you feel like it's a stress reduction and you feel like it's rejuvenating, then it makes you a better person and you're going to be able to connect with yourself so much better. And if that's the case, then go for it. And uh, if your alone time is intentional, it's going to make you feel more confident and acknowledging to yourself that you're going to spend time alone. You're going to develop courage, boldness, curiosity, and creativity. And, um, you know, I, I do want to stress the importance of enjoying it. You have to enjoy solo time. It's not for a social media moment. In other words, like I love the ocean and I, I, love the, I love the beach, but I just love the sound of the waves. But the thing you don't want to do is like go to the beach by yourself and be there for a couple hours and then rush back to your phone or to your computer to post how you uh, and post pictures and to say how you were alone on, and do it in, on social media or Facebook. 
that's not what being alone is. You know, go for 15 minutes. Don't even tell anybody about it. Just enjoy it because you don't need validation to be alone. The point is the person that you're validating is yourself. And, you know, if you're in a city and you're not really sure, gosh, what am I going to do with myself if I go outside for 15 minutes? What about popping over to a museum and just walking around and enjoying the um, museum? Or what about going to the movies? That was something that I did a lot, um, going to the movies by myself in the days before I, before Screen Actors Guild uh, was having the Screen Actors Guild Awards and sending us the DVDs as screeners to see, and the days before streaming, then you could get everything, you know, in your own in your own room, but I would go to the movies just by myself. And if you want to go to a matinee, of course, you'll get cheaper prices and there'll be very few people in the theater and you can really enjoy whatever it is that you want to do and, you know, eat your popcorn and uh, just enjoy that time and enjoy that movie. So go and have some alone time. You will be very happy for that, that you do with some, you're doing something for yourself that is going to be good for you and it's going to give you that time to, to create that better you. And as another thought, even if you're not a writer, something that you may want to do is to journal it. And you could do that if you are a person like me. I don't like writing longhand anymore because I can't read my own handwriting. So I have to do everything on the computer. And I don't like doing it on my phone because, uh, I don't know, it's just too small. I just much prefer to sit down and type. So if you want to do that, just do a running log on your um, computer of your different thoughts of the day. And it'll be really interesting for you to look back because you'll really feel so empowered by taking that time and being by yourself. And who knows, you may end up, you know, deciding to write a blog or maybe even to write a book. So just remember that being alone is a good thing. And speaking of books, it is springtime. So how about picking up a couple of copies of uh, a couple of my garden books? I have Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul, as well as the new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, which is book one in the Garden Short series. Don't go away. I will be back with you with more to come. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. 
and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, hello, hello again. We went to a break. What? When I was just about to tell you about how you should pick up some garden books for springtime. I have two garden books. Be, uh, well, I have a Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul and Growing with the Goddess Gardener and, of course, the Be the Star You Are series of three books. So what you'll want to do is go to CynthiaBryan.com and you can click on the Star Style Store. And when you buy books directly from that website, you are going to get a bunch of freebies, including seeds to plant now, herbs, and lots of other goodies that are all complimentary. And the great thing is, is the money will go to Be The Star You Are, which brings you this radio show. So it is a wonderful win. So go to CynthiaBryan.com, click on the store, and buy some books. Uh, Easter's coming and it is springtime and people do want to get into their garden so why not do that so we were talking about being alone in our last segment and I really do hope that people will take it upon themselves to decide to have a um, some solitude because being alone is going to really help you with your creativity now, the, the next thing that I was going to uh, discuss with you was about getting a flexible schedule because when I'm coaching people, a lot of people are saying that the nine to five doesn't always work for a modern lifestyle. And especially, you know, if you're parents or you just have other things going on. So, so a lot of experts are telling people how to craft a better setup and to help your boss say yes to what it is that you want. Now, with research has been showing that flexibility is one of the benefits that is most coveted by all of today's workers, whether they're women or men, whether they're parents or not. It's not just a mom or a dad issue. It really does affect everybody. Research from Work, which is spelled W-E-R-K, it's a startup that champions flexible work found that flex workers are twice as likely to be happy in their roles and half of the workers plan to leave their job if they don't get flexible options. So what this means is that smart organizations have to recognize that it is crucial today to offer flexible options in order to retain and attract top talent. So whether there's a policy in place or you are asking to set a precedent 
here are some ways that you could do it. First of all, decide what it is you need. What are the pain points in your work life that you're trying to remedy? You know, maybe you have a really long commute. You have, do you have a two-hour commute, a three-hour commute? I mean, that's, it's, the commutes are getting really tougher all the time. Or are you a morning person and you're burned out by 3 p.m.? Or are you a night person and just getting to the, to the office or to your business early is just not making it for you? Or is it just stressful for you to miss that family dinner? Or if you have kids, you know, reading the stories to kids at night? Or maybe you're an introvert and your office is, uh, has an open floor and it's too distracting. You know, nobody would call me an introvert, even though I love my solitude. I think that, you know, I, I'm also, when, <laughs> when I'm at, out, people always just think I'm that social butterfly because I do love people and I do like talking to people. But I'm not a person that could ever work in an open floor plan because I get very easily distracted. So what would happen to me is if I was in a place where I had all kinds of workers around me or a cubicle, I would... I would probably be distracting the other people, I'd be talking, or my brain just wouldn't function because the way I know that I'm wired is I have to have silence or just the sounds of nature around me. And every phone call, every knock on the door, every person stopping in to say hi stops me where I am because I feel obligated to interact and engage. And so what happens for me is it just doesn't work. So I really need to have um, a space that is quiet. So if you, what you have to do is think through the logistics. What, what kind of worker are you? What, what does it take for you to be really productive? Can you work less than full time? Can you still meet your expenses if you do that? Will you still get the benefits if you go part time? Uh, if you're proposing to do a remote work, do you have a professional place to go? Uh, in other words, you just can't work at your kitchen table. That just doesn't work, especially if you have other family members or housemates. It's going to be, again, way too distracting. So you've got to be honest, first of all, with yourself about your work habits. Think about your style. What is your work style? Working from home is much less energy-charged environment. You remember, you're not going to have all that camaraderie around you. You won't have that feeling of people stopping by all the time. Will you still be able to be creative? I mean, do you like having a team effort where a lot of people are, you know, in a conversation and brainstorming, or do you like to work on your own? So you have to determine what's going to be best for you. You don't want to be distracted. Are you going to be drawn to, if you're working from home, are you going to just want to go load the dishwasher or do laundry or, you know, mow the grass? I mean, that's not going to work during a work day. You have to really be focused. So assess if flexibility is going to be right for you and if what you think you want is going to match the role that you're doing. A lot of it just comes down to common sense. If you work on a very close-knit creative team, if you're trying to suggest 100% of remote work, that's not going to fly. You, I mean, you know that's not going to fly. I mean, how many meetings do you really need to attend in person? Or can you do them by Skype? Can you do them, you know, by FaceTime? Is there something you can do? When do you direct report to your boss? 
um, when do people have the most questions? Or maybe you don't work in a job that you can be flexible with. I mean, if if you're in a physician's office, for example, you, you're probably going to have to treat patients unless you're doing some virtual, you're doing some virtual um, medicine, which is something that happens these days. So you have to create a flexible schedule request around those kinds of parameters and be really honest and be really clear about what's going to work and what's not going to work. And you need to also find out what is already working at your business establishment. If there's a human resources, go and find out about existing flex policies. Now, if there are none or there's no human resource, uh, resource department, just talk to colleagues who may have already arranged something flexible and ask their honest experiences. Uh, did it work out? How did they ask for it? What's their schedule? Does their manager like it? Uh, how can you get ahead of any potential backlash? Now, if no one in your company is working in a flexible way, you don't want to take that as a no before you even ask because maybe nobody's been interested before. But instead, perhaps, you could lead the way and make a very professional pitch for it. You want to gather all the data you need to support your flex case. And that would be collecting proof points about how a flexible schedule can optimize your work um, and help you be a better worker. And one idea for you is to really keep track of your time. In other words, analyze your work week, log how much time you spend on each task, like how many uh, minutes or hours do you spend on meetings versus working alone on your computer. And you might be able to say after you've logged all this time that I found 50% of my week is spent working independently, but I get interrupted by colleagues like 15% of that time. So if I were to work from home one day a week, it would give me a dedicated day to work without interruption and to be more productive on tasks or projects that I can do independently. That really says something because you'd be being 15% more productive. And then prepare for your app. You want to be specific with your request and clear about your proposed hours and expectations because employers need to be able to anticipate whether you're going to be available and whether you're going to be able to be responsible. So focus on the facts and how you'll be an even more valuable worker. Don't make your case about personal issues and don't make it emotional because remember this is a business environment go into the meeting when you're feeling really strong in your role maybe after you've had a really successful project or, or some kind of win somewhere and then anticipate the concerns think about what your employer's objections may be and how you could mitigate them if there's a crisis you know one day let's say uh, there's Monday's or crisis day and that's the day you take off how would you address that situation? So you must stress your worth, work ethic and you must showcase your work ethic. You must let them know your communication skills, but also that you'll be adaptable. I mean, if you have to manage people, you're going to have to present a plan for how you can communicate with your team when you're not there. You can also ask your boss and your team for their thoughts on how you could be most helpful to them um, when you're in the office and when you're not in the office and you're doing something remotely. Another thought is 
although not too many companies do this, maybe you want to pitch a job share. So what that means is having a partner that you work with, that you collaborate with, that um, would be there when you're not there. And that would alleviate worries that there won't be anyone in the office. So job shares are not that common, but they can really work well. And especially like at tech companies, there's more um, job sharing that goes on. So it's kind of good to know that there might be somebody else that has the exact same role and you share the job. Now, you have to show the company that flex work is a win for it. So you're framing a request as an opportunity for you to deliver better business results. Remember that, better business results. And when it's about output, not accommodation, it's easier for a manager to digest. So you can say that when you work remotely, you're more energized and you accomplish more. Now, again, that needs to be true. Don't say it if it's not true. Or if you're going to start earlier or end later, note that you'll be able to service clients in different time zones, for example. Or maybe opening up a desk space will alleviate some office stress so that maybe you're doing a shared desk. So movability um, is maybe something that would be really, really great for flex time. Companies are realizing that telework policies can benefit employers too. And employees miss less work and then they're less stressed. So that's always a good selling point. And then you really want to be a good, flexible worker. So if your manager is still hesitant, just suggest a trial period. And during that time, keep track of your progress and your data points to support all your claim that it's working to everyone's benefit. And then take your role as a flexible worker really seriously. Your ability to get your job done will help open doors for other people. And it'll make it easier for your boss and your team. And you have to be proactive about communication. And that means having scheduled check-ins, picking up the phone to hear coworkers' voices, they, you need to have them hear yours because they need to know that you are still there. You have to, have to use some project management software probably, any tactics that are going to showcase your productivity because pro- flexibility can give you the opportunity to shine. And if you're a great worker, you're going to be a great worker no matter where it is that you are. And I know just getting back to my own personal experiences, I can say that I completely work better when I am in my studio, um, which I have, or when I'm in my home office library, as opposed to when I'm on the road. Even though I take my computer with me, I like to be surrounded by all my books and all my resources and all my research and have easy access to it. And when I do have to go into an office situation where there are a lot of people, I, I just don't find that I'm as focused as I can be when I'm on my own. So just, you know, learn what your style is and then go for it. Well, that is our show for today. So I hope that you've taken away a few tips that you're going to enjoy spring because spring has sprung and that you will um, also decide to give yourself some more solitude as well so that you can increase your creativity 
and give yourself some rest and relaxation. And then think about this flex time if it's something that works for you. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity and if you would like to sponsor any of our upcoming events, please go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. And for more information about Star Style Productions or if you'd like to purchase any of the books that I've written, and there are eight of them now, or book a consultation, visit my website, CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, B-R-I-A-N.com. And I want to just thank you for being here every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America, the empowerment channel, where we come to you live, bringing you star style, be the star you are. We like to bring you success and advice and information that will inspire, encourage, amuse, inform, and motivate you because we want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate each second of your life. And please do read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. Again, pick up Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, and how about Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, which is the brand new book in the series. Again, uh, my thanks go out to uh, Morgan James and David Hancock for helping us ship Be the Star You Are for Teens to the Camp Survivors in the Paradise Fire. We, uh, we really do want to continue helping with disaster reliefs. More information again be the star you are.org. So until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. We'll be together next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And until then, enjoy spring. Have a wonderful week. Spring has sprung. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.